Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Wells. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up, friendos, and welcome in. This is the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Chris Welsh. That is The Bogman. And today on the episode, it is Draft Forum 1.0. And joining us is Joe Pizzapia and Adam Ronis. We got the band back together. Mm-hmm. Those two boys, uh, great friends of ours. Adam Ronis just recently made a change in the industry, working over at the Messenger now. Our buddy Joe Pizzapia, who, you know, it kind of a change as well for Joe. You know, he's the face face of uh, fantasy football over there. He still is, but he is moving into a like taking complete control role of betting pros. So he is registering all the betting pros stuff. So there's lots of betting stuff in his world. Still doing plenty of football things. And we are doing some of those things with him. We've got both those fine gentlemen joining us for Draft Forum 1.0, where it's kind of a free-for-all bogs. We just kind of go through the latest stuff in what might be in your minds for these final draft prep season, because we've done so much. We've done so many episodes in draft preparation that people can go back and listen to. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it feels like we're coasting at this point, because it feels like you know everything, and uh, everyone's uh, opinions are in cement here and all of that stuff. But for most people, they're gearing up. They're getting ready. Their drafts are in a couple weeks. So uh, we are here to answer some questions. And, uh, you know, I, I love it. I love answering questions on the group me, on our Patreon, wherever they are. So uh, feel free to hit us up over there. Let's yeah, do check it. it out in this league.com. If you guys want to sign up today, you can be a part of the Patreon. We'd love to have you guys get in the group me rooms, uh, join a bunch of people that like-minded in fantasy. That's where we also set up the things that we have got going on, not just the ranks, which are updating. It's the last couple of days has been like Saturday or last couple of weeks. Saturday morning is when it's set for the week. That's by the time I have mine done and we will have the next rank update. So it is literally in your inbox on a post on Patreon that you guys can check out on the sheet. So we're updating it every single week, but we've also got the awesome group me rooms and we're posting things like we posted in the group me rooms only our guillotine. We are doing a dual guillotine league this year. And it's probably full by the time you guys are listening to this. I so. mean, it is moving fast. Yeah, I that's like, how that rolls. I put it in right before we did this, like maybe 15 minutes before we started recording today. And I had like eight messages and I'm afraid to look at my group right now because it yeah. might be all jammed up. So also to be fair, because we're doing less leagues this year, but we're it's more about like consolidating to find the right mixture and mix. We might do an, more in the future. Hell, I'm not going to even say that we wouldn't maybe even do one more towards the end of the season. I'm not guaranteeing it, but like that's why you want to be a part of the Patreon and you can be in there. We are also going to be probably later this week. I'm hoping by Friday going to be posting about our big Patreon survivor league that we're going to be uh, putting out there and we'll be kind of tracking that during the season. And I'm going to be putting together a betting group which you don't have to actually bet money or anything like that, but you're going to be picking like three picks every single week and we're going to track it and I, don't, I might have some cool stuff. I mean, frankly, if you win that thing, I will probably get you in contact with fantasy pros and maybe get something. I mean, if you are a high percentage 
better and you're not doing something in the industry, it might be an opportunity. So I'm going to be putting that out there. So hopefully you guys can join us. That is a part of our Patreon at inthisleague.com. Come and join up. We appreciate you guys that support us. It's why we can continue doing what we're doing. Also, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code ITL. You guys want to go start some pickums, do some best balls. You can do your private best balls. Use Underdog. Download the app today. Promo code ITL gets you a 100% match up to 100 bucks deposited. So that is free money to win more monies. Even play against us as well. So do it today. Underdog promo code ITL. The big news we're going to be talking about with Ronis and Pizapia has to do with running backs as it's been for like months. It's been all about running back. This guy's holding out and this guy wants to be traded and this, this, that, blah, blah, blah. But coming to a head within like, I think, 36 hours of each other was Josh Jacobs announcing that he's going to end his holdout and he is going to get back into action. And the Colts announcing they are allowing Jonathan Taylor to seek a trade after previously saying not. So why both of these are important, pretty obvious. The Jacobs one is the Jonathan Taylor one is a little bit more muddy because he's already dealing with a pseudo ankle injury. Maybe he's playing up. God knows really to the extent of it. But when you start putting this out there that he can seek a trade, you're now putting into question the work that he does with the Colts You're putting into question the team that acquires him, the ramp up time, the usage time. You're now look. I am now presented with a situation when I look at Jonathan Taylor that nothing is certain. What his injury is, the team he plays for, early usage. If he doesn't get traded, the Colts have a big ask on it for a first round pick. Multiple GMs were asked about it. Nobody even only half of them said like even a second round pick. So my point to this is Jonathan Taylor's consistency or the um the confidence level of starting and having all the carries week one i think is under 50 percent and god knows who they are where josh jacobs now is out of the clear in as far as like he's going to play but you just have bigger questions with him so i know we're going to talk about it with ronis and them but i know you're not really making a whole i don't feel like you have a ton of changes and you're you, you don't seem as affected by this as I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. Taylor's tough, right? Cause Jacobs, it's just hey, Jacobs is going to show up. He's going to play on uh, the franchise tag. It seems like, and that's going to be that if he's going to report before week one, if he doesn't get fined. He accrues that league year. Like we kind of know where he stands. So that yeah, the, the, like old, the old question of like, would he show yeah. up is gone. Like he says right, he's going right. to show up. We're good to go. So we kind of got to put him so back put to like bed. full season. If you still want to have the questions about way too many touches last year and guys with that, you know, amount breakdown and handcuff him with Samir White if you're going to trap him. That's pretty much what I would say. So Jacob seems to be settled at this point, kind of. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love 
in this league. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Taylor is wild, wild west. Now, I still hold firm that most of these situations end up working out before the, the season starts and we're usually good, right? And in what way do you it, mean it, that, though? What's that? How do you what, mean that they work out? I mean out that most of the time a guy shows up and he plays and that's that. And the reason that I'm not so worried about, like, ramp up time and stuff like that for Taylor is because this is why running back is so devalued. It's the most replaceable position on the field. It's an easy position to play. Uh, you take the ball and run with the ball. It's not hard. You know, it's, it's easy stuff. He's done it before. Yes. It's a new system. Maybe there's some things that he'll have to catch up on if he gets into camp late and, you know, checks and stuff like that. So maybe like the first two weeks are affected, but Taylor is so much far and away the best running back on that team doesn't really matter when he shows up. He's getting the most carries, right? But now you have two things. It's, is he dragging out this ankle injury because of the issue with the Colts, which I kind of believe. I have no idea. Maybe he's still hurt for real. I don't know. So it's like James yeah. Harden, like fat suit type of thing. You think Pretty like much. as soon as he's yeah. traded, like he's cutting. And I, I mean, I think it's a, an excuse for him not to have to go work, right? Because he's mad and, and he's angry about this. Uh, the other thing is like, if he gets traded in two days, none of this matters. He's now the number one back of whatever team that he's on. And I can almost guarantee you that this ankle injury will magically uh, disappear and he will be fine. So uh, I think that the most likely scenario is that he stays with the Colts and the first two weeks are kind of, you know, he's getting 15 touches instead of his 20 to 25, but he plays through the season and he goes in next year hopefully he signs some short one-year deal like barkley did and hopefully there is a you will not franchise me uh you know after this in that that would be best case scenario if he stays on the Colts. so you're right i think what this does for taylor is it makes him a conditional player in that he has to be your second running back i really don't tell care where you're taking him right like take him in the third if he falls if he falls to the fourth take him there whatever if you're taking him in the second even because you don't believe he's going to miss much time, that's fine. But to me, he has to be an RB2 on your team. So I haven't made the adjustment yet. We do those on Fridays. Um, but I'll probably have him as like RB13 because I he has to be an RB2 for me to take right now. So that would move him down like five spots in my RB rankings and move him down significantly in the overall. So there is a, a small adjustment. I think my attitude about Taylor is the same though. Like um, I think it's weird that they allowed him to do this this late in uh, the off season. I think that's strange, but other than that, I think the ankle injury is probably not as bad as he's making it out to be because we didn't hear anything about it in the off season until he gets to camp. And now all of a sudden he's on the pup with an ankle thing. I think that was just a safe face for everybody in this situation. So for me, it's the trade stuff, which is weird. So just, if you're taking him, make sure he's your second RB and handcuff the hell out of him. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be like everybody else and say he's a no trade. Um, I think you're a bit more, I'm surprised you're a bit more Pollyanna about it, but I get the, I get why, because he's super most talented. These, historically, most of these situations work out. It's Lev Bell was like the really bad one. Emmett Smith held out into the season. I was in the nineties. Like, you know, I mean, most of these situations. The problem is, out. is Jim Irsay is a is a firecracker. He's a Very wild true. card. Jonathan Taylor seems to be dug in with stuff, and he can use this ankle injury to buy him time to not be fined and lose games and get paid. And there's just a lot of stuff. So it's like whether it's an injury, I think staying with the Colts is more dangerous. But then you've also got him going to a new team. You just don't know what it looks like. You don't know how quick he picks up the book. Do they trust him in pass blocking downs? You know, would they want to use somebody yeah, he's, else? Would they still, want it? He's still, he's still the, the most talented back. Backs. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that. But oh, it's not the I'm most saying, talented back. It's one of the most talented backs in the NFL. You don't take him off the field because he can't pass block. He'll figure yeah, it out. But I'm just saying, is you, there's so much you don't know. I'm failing to start to see the upside in being heavily invested. My initial reaction is he's RB11. I'm, I kind of agree with your sentiment about like he can't be an RB1, which would probably dictate me moving him down a little bit further. But what makes that tricky is he's in a space of like, you know, if Jonathan Taylor, let's just say like he's 85%, like kind of good to go. Even if he were to not be 25, 28 touches on a team and he goes to a team and he's 20 touches or 18 touches, like, is that any worse than Ramondre Stevenson? 
Is that any worse than what Travis Etienne is having? Probably not. J.K. Dobbins, you know, kind of same thing. Like he, he's probably the best of all of those guys, but he might be more murky. What it does equate is that's probably not a place I'm looking to take running back. So I'm kind of like pseudo being like, I'm not super interested in it unless I get major value. It he's not might, a target. I understand it, that. Yeah, it might just be about like, me paying attention to my roster construction. I might be a guy that wants to go if I have the the eighth pick and I can get, you know, one of, let's say, uh, well, it'd be a running back. You know, maybe I could get Josh Jacobs at eight or Saquon Barkley at eight or, or something like that. Tony Pollard, I really like. And then you take a wide receiver in the second and the third and I can get Garrett Wilson and whoever the hell. And then when you come back to the fourth, you're just out of that mess, and you're now dealing sure. with maybe the the Sanders, maybe Dobbins, the Rashad Whites, the James Connors. I'm probably avoiding it altogether because I think there are more than one scenario where this isn't a good thing for Jonathan Taylor, and that makes Definitely. him outside of an RB12. Though we all understand that someone could get him in the fourth round, he could just say, screw it, I'll play for this stupid team, and he could have 350 touches, and he is rb number one overall and that person can benefit well, he's a year removed from 20 scores right the so risks like, outweigh the upside i think in going nuts about jonathan taylor yeah i i definitely wouldn't say he's a target anymore that's a situation i, I want to avoid but if i'm sitting there in the fourth i've got like a running back at two wideouts, and i'm like come on man i'm not taking jk dobbins over jt no no scenario will i do that so your that's scenario like, that's that's uh, actually JT really interesting that's actually interesting where it's like you've already got we got one running back and two wideouts and Jonathan Taylor sitting there. And then if you had it a quicker pick coming back, you could take Taylor at two and then you might be able to get a situation where you get like Javante Williams. And maybe there's sure. some more inherent risk. Yeah, in you're there, backing but. him up again. Like he just becomes more conditional, right? There's conditions with him. My first condition is he's my RB two. My second condition is I back him up pretty quickly. So, you know, that that's he's a conditional player and conditional players are really uh, effing annoying. What do you think? I'm uh, looking at the um, consensus rankers. What do you think the best rank and the worst rank is on him? Oh, I'm going to say the worst rank is like 25. Somebody does RB him until RB three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then best rank is still like RB three or two. Best rank in redraft is RB three, but worst is one Oh nine. 109. Or, I'm sorry. Back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I was looking Overall. at I was looking at yeah, yeah. 19, 19, 19, worst 19. Is, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 700. Yeah. Like yeah, what's really? Raju Byfield doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's running back 109. Yeah. He's behind guys. You haven't heard of on practice squads. Yeah. And so, it looks like the go. overall rank, the worst is 48. So that pushes him, you know, right at the brink of a 12 man fifth round. So fourth round is feasible. I'll consider him in the fourth round. I won't consider him any, any sooner. And as many people say, like the problem is, is there's going to be somebody, but at some point you might be in a league where everybody is out. And then if you're getting insane values, you got to take the risk, but it's, it, it, they're not the same situation. Josh Jacobs to me is a clear take over Jonathan Taylor, Taylor right now. And Nick Chubb and Tony Pollard are just, you know, those are the elite guys. Go get those guys and don't worry about this mess. Uh, we're going to go through a couple other pieces of news and notes, and we've got some Bogman uh, preseason week two impressions here. Also, on the uh, injury front, we just found out that Terry McLaurin suffered a toe injury on Monday Night Football, but Rivera said that it'll be good for week one. I wanted to throw that out, as well as JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, is having wrist surgery that says he could be back by week one. So you have a wide receiver two, and wide receiver three, your wide receiver three in one of your leagues, that both are questionable for week one. Who are you more worried about here? Uh, well, I'm more worried about anytime you have surgery. I, I think I, you got to be more worried about that guy, JSN. And, and look, you know, JSN is unbelievably talented. My one question with, with him was injuries in college, right? It was like, is this a business decision? Because you're going to go in the NFL, you're going to be a high pick, and he was. So you don't want to hurt yourself playing college or is he an injury prone player so i'm hoping that you know he has the wrist surgery i i would love it if he just missed the first two weeks and is back after that like sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.w.com, you made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Let the guy rest up his wrist. He does, you know, I know you want him there for week one, but wrist surgery. And they're not going to know the extent until they get in and do the surgery is basically what they said. So um, I'm guessing he's not going to be around week one, week two. Most of the time, I don't want to take guys going into the season that are already injured. So... Mm-hmm. Probably a pass there. McLaurin, I would say I'm a little less worried about, but you know, the, the margins on those wide receivers are very, very close, right? So it probably is just going to move him down to the end of a tier for me. So we'll just put him behind a couple other guys, but I don't like drafting guys that are hurt going into the year. So drafts that I'm doing from here on out, I probably won't have many shares of these guys. Yeah. It, it's, I, I think JSN is probably a little bit more worrisome for me though I'm paying attention to the McLaurin situation. Both of those are less than I I mean, you might have a huge discount on JSN too, which means, okay, well, then I'll take him, right? So I don't know how much the, because they said they expect him back for week one, I don't know how much of a discount you get on T-Mac. So I think with surgery, more likely to grab JSN late if he falls. A couple pieces of running back news that's out there. Andy Reid said that Isaiah Pacheco might play in the Chiefs' third preseason game, which would be huge. But he's gonna be, but he's gonna be good for week one. Like that. That's. I don't think he's gonna play in the preseason at all. That it. I don't care if he does, but I prefer him not to. But all that means to me is he's good for week one. I just traded for him uh, in the tags league, so I'm. Uh, I'm all in. I'm pushing them chips in on Pacheco, dude. I love that guy. Oh, I didn't see that you did that. Okay, nice. What did you give up? Uh, Alexander Madison. It was uh, Pacheco and um, Josh Palmer. Kind of a throw in for uh, Madison in a throw-in. So, which, whoever it was, I think it was like Robert Tanya, you just cut Tanya and picked up somebody else. So, uh, he just wanted Madison. So Okay. Uh, that was with our we, guest for next week, Justin Boone. So Okay. Uh, well, we'll, we'll talk to Boone about it. Devin A. Chain, week-to-week with a shoulder separation. He had obviously been doing some stuff in camp. They got a lot of running backs. This is one of those spots. I think Jonathan Taylor, Dolphins, and Bills are the first two that you immediately look at. Dolphins love to swing and slang those picks, so I think they might be the most aggressive if they wanted to do it. Chicago, is, too, maybe. Like, they could give up Herbert and a pick. I just don't know. I, I doubt they give up Herbert. I, I don't think you're going to see, like, ev- I mean, it could happen, and I don't it, see why they wouldn't. I wouldn't let that preclude Like, if they you. come at me, Herbert and a fourth, pff, give me JT. I'll I agree. And fine. then you got yeah. Roshan as the backup to Jonathan Taylor. Sure. I completely agree with Actually, that's a pretty good trade. Maybe a fourth that can turn into a conditional third type of thing mm, with Khalil yeah, Herbert. Look at General Manager Welsh here. I like it. I, li- I like where we're going with this. Let's let's make a deal. Um, but Devin A. Chain, you know, this one is the most brutal because there was a little bit more of a runway he needed to really establish taking over for Jeffrey Wilson Jr. and for Raheem Mostert. This separation kind of brings him back. I, it doesn't hurt any value. Well, it's a shoulder and, sprain. Uh, I, I don't know that they said separation for sure. Right? But either way, you're looking at like a week-to-week situation. My point is, is... Any missed time and ability to take over probably just it slows that pace of where he could really take on, you know, a bigger role. And because it, it's you're probably going to run Raheem and Jeff Wilson, you know, into the ground and let Devin A. Chain early in the season, especially if you're hampered with any injury as a change of pace thing. 
it just might take longer. And and I'm saying this because A-Chain was moving into like an RB3 territory. And I just, yeah. I don't think you can do that with this now. It, it's definitely slowed his role. And, and even though I said, I don't want to go into the season with injured players and I don't, um, but A-Chain for me, I don't know how much this changes his trajectory for his rookie season, right? He's probably going to be a limited touch guy anyway, because he's small. Uh, so I think he's a 10 to 15 touch guy anyway. So he usually misses week one, week two, kind of like Kenneth Walker last year. Like I'm okay with that. Um, you know, it sucks that he's already hurt and you worry about re-injury, especially for a running back that gets hit all the time. But I don't know, like he's making his money, not between the tackles. He's making his money on the edges and in the flat and stuff like that. So, uh, I I'm still, I'm not going to move him down that much. I, I think I'm still going to be in on a chain. And then the last one was Bill O'Brien said that he believes that Ezekiel Elliott is capable of playing all three downs coach speak, but we have seen in some camp stuff, we've seen him running a little bit more in passing plays, which is just kind of the bummer of the whole Ramondre Stevenson stuff. A lot in the off season for Christ's sake. Have you seen him? He looked uh, like I mean, a he looked backup a little bit right bigger. tackle. I, mean, I didn't notice him looking that much bigger, but I guess he, I mean, it looked a little bit bigger, but it's like, you just didn't want to see him take over and be prominent in those roles. And that's kind of the excusers of like, Oh, I'm not worried about it, but it's like, you should be, especially with all the big talk and, and what they're letting him run in camp. I don't think he can wear the whole season. So yeah. like Ramondre is still a good bet, but it's just kind of further, I don't know. Maybe it's going to build value or it's going to blow up in our faces. It's kind of yet to be seen. Yeah. I mean, look, I think uh, Zeke is a hundred touch guy, hundred, uh, 125, somewhere in that range, which is a big chunk, but it's more about the guys behind Stevenson and Stevenson has a little bit of a sorted injury history. Most running backs do. So uh, not, not a surprise, but in college, he's banged up a little bit. So yeah, I mean, just get somebody out, just more talent to that running back room overall. I don't think it eats into Stevenson. You know, we, we talked about this in the last episode. People are either panicked or, you know, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of this. They're, they're in the camps. I'm, we're in the gray here, you know? Yeah. He's going to eat into Stevenson. No, it's not enough to tank his value. So that's where we're at with Zeke. Uh, going over to week season, uh, Going over to preseason week two, what kind of thoughts? What are you taking out of this? We had a lot of stuff. I want to point out just one thing. Aiden O'Connell just looks so good. I told you, like, man. Just, I know. You said it off the first one. <laughs> he looks so good. I know he's in here, but between quarterback, running back, wide receiver, we got a lot of notes from Bogman, so let's get some impressions. Yeah, I just wanted to burn through some of the stuff that I saw. Like uh, Two guys that uh, we both know are starters now, because uh, Howell was announced on Friday, but Pickett and Howell keep putting together uh, good games. Uh, Baker Mayfield was named the starter here. I don't know. I think that's going to waffle because Trask had a pretty good preseason game as well. And, and I think he might be better suited for that offense. So we'll see. Uh, Malik Willis with another good game. Uh, 85 yards, a touchdown and a pick, but also had 91 rushing yards. He still, you know, it's funny because I watched PFF uh, an episode and Sam Monson was talking about how he's still doing little league stuff and he's still like breaking down and making a play that way. But that's his game. Like you can't, you had to know that going in to pick him, that that is his game. So uh, that's what he does. Aiden O'Connell, like you said, 11 for 18, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Like this is a simple offense to run. And Jimmy G can do it. Derek Carr can do it. I think Aiden O'Connell, if pressed, uh, I don't think you would lose much with him coming in and taking over. Uh, Drew Locke has looked good. I don't hear many people talking about him because everyone's obsessed with Geno in. Look, Gino's a starter, and there's no chance that Drew Locke has at all to take over Zero. his job. Zero. But Drew Locke has looked good, and I've never said that about him in his NFL career. Uh, Trade he's him never looked good. Uh, 17 for 24 with two touchdowns this week. Five for six, 100, or uh, that was week one. Five for six for 119 this week. He's throwing darts out there. He's seaming it, BBs. He looks good. That's all I'm saying. So uh, if Gino goes down, he is a good option. And Cooper Rush, like, the beat drum is louder every week. Dak throws picks in practice. Every every Cowboys fan is upset, and Cooper Rush gets a little more interesting. So I'll just throw that out there. If you're in a super deep super flex or something, maybe just grab and stash. Uh, for running backs, Welsh, Bijan. I mean, have you watched any of mm -hmm. Bijan yet? Have you have you oh, seen yeah. the highlights? Oh, cool, yeah, cool, the cool. first carry looks great. I mean, he's explosive. There's Sexy. 
No, sexy. I, I just that's never been in question. It's just you're either like Bijan is everything or Bijan will be fantastic while also giving way to some Tyler Algier to take up some of that wear and tear. Oh, Peter King what had a big, uh, you know, oh, there's too many mouths to feed in Atlanta. Be wary of taking Bijan. He said that it's like, all right, dude, like, you know, give me a break. You, you don't play fantasy football. You have a, one fantasy football opinion all year and it's a terrible one. Uh, Tank Bigsby with another good game while she, I mean, is this, no, I don't love that. I'm not, I'm not worried about ETN and I kind of dig in and entrench myself sometimes. Well, what, where do you, what are you thinking on the difference between tank and, and ETN here? Are you still a uh, team ETN? I'm definitely still, that's not going to change. Okay. What will change is like how aggressive I want to be. Like I, I would like ETN shares. The problem is, is like, I don't want to pay high end ETN shares because that risk is there. I think ETN is the best back. I think he will be heavily involved in the pass game. He, there's no way he's getting less than 15 carries. And I think you're also looking at probably four to six. So if, if I, if I get 20 touches a game from yeah. Travis ETN, I think I'm going to get a hundred yards and a decent, one of the more explosive backs and yards and touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe Bigs, you know, maybe this is Aaron Jones to AJ Dillon and Bigsby gets sure, some sure, run. Sure. But I just I have a hard time envisioning that this becomes a 50 50 split, maybe on the back half of the year. I just think ETN is a safer bet that doesn't go anywhere. It's more likely that tanks tank Bigsby has less than 30 percent offensive usage than I think it is that. Travis Etienne has only 40% usage. Does that make sense? Sure. I said yeah, that? yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, and that's where I'm at as well. And I like tank uh, and he is, you know, having a great preseason and getting a lot of praise, but I mean, you want to talk about too many mouths to feed. Let's talk about Jacksonville. I mean, you have Etienne, Bigsby, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, like, and their backups are pretty good too. Parker Washington, when their pick scored a touchdown the other day, like, I don't know. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. Uh, David A. Chain before the injury, uh, I don't know how many tweets you saw, but everyone comparing him to Chris Johnson on his breakaway run. Yeah. So like a lot of those comps. So just know that that's out there. Jalen Warren. I mean, look, you're grows louder. uh, You're you're Jalen Warren. Uh, I mean, that run, everyone was like Najee Harris, who like the the Jalen Warren truther brigade, brigade just got so loud with that play one play by the way well yeah well it's a 62 yard touchdown run where he torched everybody and that was uh i mean dude the most impressive part of that play was dan moore picking up a backside seal block that would have lost warren like a couple yards in the backfield but moore uh crunched it and then just warren put the burners on so i saw i saw d bro say that jalen warren is the tony pollard of this uh scenario which Look, as a Steelers fan, I'm just glad I got both. I'm glad one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in this league. I love you. looks great so um you know he's definitely making a play for more touches but i mean Najee's probably shouldn't be a 400 touch guy again so give him 100 touches it's gonna be great uh roshan got a lot of praise from Iberflus uh after the game it is khalil herbert i think that's entrenched but roshan roshan is pushing foreman down uh the uh, depth chart here um the titans running back depth looked good taiji spears 57 yards and a score uh julius chestnut 98 yards and two scores he looked pretty good I saw a little bit of Sean Tucker. He had 10 touches, including three catches. Uh, he's a UDFA for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I've talked about that specifically because there's not a lot behind. Um, there's not a lot behind Rashad White. Keyshawn Vaughn sucks. We've seen that for a couple of I don't of hear years. those Chase Keyshawn Edmund Vaughn sucks. people. Dude, those Keyshawn Vaughn people in like June, they were so loud. It was, uh, I, don't hear, I don't hear the Keyshawn Vaughn stuff right now. It's so Sean Tucker looks good. And he, he has a very limited skill set right it's run north south short flat routes he can take uh, screen passes he could take a long way he's not a lot of wiggle in his game but he's a little muscle hamster like doug martin so if you give him touches he'll he'll get yards so uh he he's interesting and then this guy jaleel mclaughlin camp guy for the broncos had two touchdowns and a 44 yard kick return he is this season's isaiah pacheco he is the guy like i saw an article from some Broncos beat site where it said Jaleel McLaughlin should be the starting running back for the Broncos. I think that's absurd. I think Javante is amazing still, even after his injury and his recovery is crazy. Uh, but just keep an eye on his name. If something happens to Javante, Jaleel's definitely making the squad and uh, he's going to be interesting. Um, for the wide receivers, a lot of little things here. Cedric Tillman looked good, him and DTR and Elijah Moore. Looked really good. Zay Flowers caught a touchdown. He dies through the Ravens secondary or through the commander secondary. He looked real good. Jalen Hyatt, dude is built to make big plays. Deshaun Jackson 2.0 had a 33-yard score. Tyra Taylor just put it in the back in the end zone. He he was basically throwing the ball away because he knew he was going to get hit. The one guy that could go get it was Hyatt, and he went and got it. So that was a great play there. Uh, Josh Downs is uh, making plays ahead of Isaiah McKenzie. Um, he played ahead of Isaiah McKenzie in the slot for the Colts, so it looks like he has that starting slot job locked up. Rasheed Rice, nine targets in a preseason game. Well, eight catches for 94 yards. The drumbeat is louder. Rasheed Rice to be a starter for the Chiefs. Uh, Packers targets all look good. Dobbs had a 42-yarder. Jaden Reed and Musgrave had plays drawn up for them. Um, and then the rest of the stuff is just like depth charty news, right? Like, I love the Bengals. Uh, wide receiver depth. Chris Jones, uh, Andre Yusovich, uh, uh, they, they keep making plays. Uh, they're very, very good. Uh, Keishon Bouti, who's been getting a little bounced by Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas here, did have a 42-yard touchdown, but what they're doing is pushing Tyquan Thornton off of the roster. Ronnie Bell, your boy Ronnie Bell. Well, how much have you watched him for the Niners? The, uh, the guy, the seventh-round pick out of Michigan has been making some big plays. 14, uh, or, uh, um, nine targets, seven catches, 114 yards this week. He looked good. Jason Brownlee making a a push for a, a spot in the Jets uh, wide receiver room here. 14 targets in three preseason games, making one-handed catches. He looks great. And Jalen Tolbert, little bit of noise, uh, scored in the first preseason game, led the Cowboys in targets in the second one. So the drum beat gets a little bit louder for him. And then the tight end stuff, I mean, your boy Darren Waller, First two plays drawn up for him. And Daniel Bellinger got caught a touchdown, which most of the time is going to be where Waller plays on the outside. Um, but Waller blocked for him, and he got the touchdown. And Kincaid, he's doing it against the Steelers' second-team defense, but he had a couple big plays. So uh, for the offensive side of the ball, that is what I noticed from week two of the preseason. A uh, lot of little notes there. Uh, a lot of uh, stuff that's going to be coming up here in week three. Week three is going to be a big, big storyteller to as much as preseason can next Tuesday um, to, is cut day. So. Yeah. Cut day playing time. Everything's going to get real important in there. So make sure you're locked in and we will keep breaking it all down. Friendos let's get to the draft forum. We have got Joe Pizapia and Adam Rodas waiting for us. 
We're going to be talking about the Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs situation, some who'd you rather, some picks, and just talking about draft strategy overall. So Adam Ronis, Joe Pizapia, Draft Forum 1.0, coming up right after this. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Smoking... In this league. Break it down. Look these handsome gentlemen right here joining us is i didn't even realize this beforehand i did not whatsoever but it is pretty incredible these two gentlemen split the flex league last year and they have best friend belts you know those best friend like necklaces yeah where you like you cut it in half and one has (laughs) one and one has the other when booking this i promise you we didn't even think about these these are the uh flex league bffs because both adam ronis and joe pizapia have shared belts we can see ronis's behind him uh (laughs) joe walked in like the ghost i can carry mine here you go it's gonna ruin your audio (laughs) be nicer to people yeah that's uh that is quite the the belt of draft champions past oh you actually look like judge dread there with that thing over your head too oh i'm doug martin you'll be visited by three running backs from 2014 (laughs) joe piece of pia joe a piece of pia 17 on twitter of course the voice (laughs) and the face of i just so loud of fantasy pros and betting pros that's the new change this year as Joey is still doing stuff with football, but has taken over the primary stuff over on uh, betting pros and Mr. Adam Ronis. We haven't talked to Adam. I love talking to Ronis. Ronis is always a great time. He's way too great of a guy, uh, but we are lucky to have him. And Ronis, you've got new home over, I believe it's at The Messenger. Is that correct? Talk about what's going down for you this year for uh, fantasy purposes. Yeah, themessenger.com. It's a startup, so I'll be doing fantasy sports and sports betting there. So already fantasy rankings for football are up, a sleeper article, a bust article. And uh, at least for the next couple of weeks, I'll also be doing a daily betting article, mostly baseball for that, but we'll incorporate some football. Definitely have like a football betting package on Fridays. So yeah, you can check out all my work there. And I'm still on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I'll be on there Sunday nights during the football season, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, baby, SiriusXM. Joey, you were telling us off air, we just did an episode, to the three of us together on Fantasy Pros, um, that people can go check out the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel and the podcast where it was essentially me having to babysit you two talking over each other and screaming and talking over each other. You got uh, Bogman was a hundred percent on you. You, you were yelling at him. You guys were acting like little babies, but that's what fantasy baseball does. And then you come on here and you go, Hey, by the way, that was probably the most well received in the comment section of anything like, where well, people just want Bogman. And, it was a, it was a football. Did I say baseball? I, I meant football. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I got yes, baseball. It was because Bogman and I have the kind of relationship where, and then you and I do too, which is why leading off is such a popular program because our relationship is our relationship on camera, off camera. It does not change. We're very yeah. comfortable with each other. We've known each other for what a decade now, right? I mean, this is about Just 10 years. Close. Yeah. Pretty Going close. So uh, we have done literally thousands of shows together now over the years. So I think that always shows. And that's why it's always fun to, you know, get together the three of us and, Sometimes we add in Adam Ronis, you know, sometimes we add in, you know, whoever else uh, in the industry wants to come hang out with us. But I will say this. You're very lucky to have Adam Ronis today. And I say this all the time and I mean it. Adam Ronis is the one guy you do not want to see in any expert league. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. He is in the finals all the time. He always is. the. He always like basically my cue is his cue. It's the it's the hard, most annoying thing. It doesn't matter if it's baseball. It doesn't matter if it's football. Ronis is in the finals every single time. And, you, you know, it, to get to any championship, you got to go through Ronis. And it's just true. So I think if you have anybody on to talk about draft, uh, I can't think of a better person than Adam, to be honest. Yeah, he's a problem. Ronis, you're a problem. And you know that. You're, look at that face, too. That's a pro- <laughs> you're that's the problem. You're the problem. It's you. You and I'm, Taylor Swift are problems. Mr. I'm going to snatch a girl and your draft pick right there. That is, I, that is true. Uh, yeah, that's- I prefer to take your girl, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially if you're watching on the YouTube. Snatching chains. What's, what's nice is, you know, if you date Ronis, you know, as you could see, uh, once uh, Pier 1 Imports liquidated, Adam mm-hmm. was obviously clearly 
the uh, you know the winner of a lot of some of these items. So if you, of great if art you hang out with Adam, well, you, you know. might leave with a bag of potpourri or maybe some nice <laughs> candles or something like that. It's a very live, love, laugh type of feel in the background <laughs> yeah. we've got going on here. You're, but he's just a stylish guy. Ronus is a stylish guy. We're not picking on you, Ronus. You like I Joe am. and I are like children. We've got we've <laughs> Joe, Bogman's got glued up paneling in the back, and, and Joe and I are children with toys in the background. How are you supposed to know I'm white trash if I don't have a big old bunch of white trash stuff in the background here. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that giant America bandana that's across your head, maybe yeah. that's how we could find out. That's right, that's right. Whiskey Tango. Okay. Gentlemen, <laughs> uh, let's get it. This draft forum, we're really kind of setting you up for everything that you need to know. We've, all of you guys, we've all done this. We've gone through, we've talked about our ranks, we've talked about the players we must have, we've talked about sleepers, we've done busts, we've done variations of those, especially you, Joe, on Fantasy Pros, there's variations of all of it. So what this becomes is this is just a roundtable conversation around the latest things are happening, the trends that go into our final couple weeks of drafts. And I'm going to kick it off with what I think might be one of the more relevant questions that are going in outside of just ranks is the running back situation centered around Jonathan Taylor and a la Josh Jacobs. So Ronas, I want to start with you. Jonathan Taylor's situation has come to a head where they are now allowing him to get a trade option out there. He's to speak with teams, try to find a package, a seek a trade. That's a better way to put it. And I just saw a report. I want to say it might've been McShay that interviewed like 10 different GMs and every GM gave their idea of what this trade would look like. And they were second round pick third or fourth round pick, uh, fourth round pick, maybe a second. I never saw multi picks. You never saw first round. And some people talking about second round. My whole point of all of this is not fantasy relevant is that this trade situation is convoluted with Jim Ursay. So because it is convoluted, what is your approach in draft season or people's approach should be around drafting Jonathan Taylor? And then we'll turn it into a Josh Jacobs conversation. But how are you approaching uh, Jonathan Taylor right now? Yeah, like Kramer and Seinfeld, I'm out. I'm just not going to deal with it, man. You know, there's too many question marks here. He's coming off surgery. Uh, he's unhappy. We don't know if he's going to get traded. He's on, you know, the contract issue. The offensive line is not what it was two years ago when he had the big year. If he does stay there, you have a rookie quarterback in Richardson who's going to take away some goal line carries. To me, there's just way more question marks than what he can do for your fantasy team. So even if he falls to round three, I don't want to deal with that. I'll just go in a different direction. I feel like there's good running back value this year, anywhere from rounds four to eight. So why am I going to immediately put myself in a situation where I have a headache and I don't know what's going on? And I see so many people, well, if he falls to round three, how am I going to pass it up? I am, man. You know, I'll let you guys deal with it. And if he beats me, he beats me. But I'm not I'm not drafting him at this point. Joe, you know, it's an interesting situation is a lot of people will say we just I just did the uh, athletic football pod. And the thing was was brought up as like there's always somebody there's like a person that's going to take Jonathan Taylor. Brandon Funson kind of repeated the same thing that Rona said that like he wants him in the third round, but most likely he's avoiding him. And there's always a person that is going to draft him. But, you know, there is a scenario where there is none of that. And everybody is in that same boat. There's only so far a guy can keep going. Everyone's like, hey, I want him in the third round, but he keeps going. No one's going to take him. Everyone's out. There's going to be a point that bends and breaks. What is your bend or break territory for Jonathan Taylor right now? Look, this is why Adam and I are, are terrible together in rooms because we see things the same way. I don't want it. And somebody's going to bend before I do. So it doesn't matter uh, what, what Ronis is saying. Okay, maybe it goes to the third round. I don't think it's even going to go there. I was in a draft yesterday where I had a chance to take Josh Jacobs, another guy where I've got huge questions about what's it going to be. You know, if you look at the workload over the last 10 years, the workload leaders, and then the next year after that, it's kind of stunning. Uh, what you've been able to to see guys go through and how basically they haven't come back from it very well. Doug Martin, 2012, big workload. Next year, six games. Sean McCoy, he was RB12 the next year. Uh, DeMarco Murray, he was RB15 the next year. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. It's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make in this league i'm the smartest guy in the world says who iq test you took in prison brought to you by carl's jr adrian peterson uh 2015 he was three games the next year uh see where i'm going with this there's only one guy since 2012 and his name happened to be uh ezekiel elliott in 2018 and he had a fantastic offensive line and he finishes rb3 after that again cmc 2019 three games the next year so like these huge workloads end up a lot of times kind of backfiring the next year on guys. And then a guy like Jacobs, for instance, that's one where Jacobs for me, I look at and I say, okay, well, he's coming into camp late. And then you see these guys ramp up really fast. And that is like begging for injury and begging for issues. Typically, whenever you have that situation, let alone the workload from previous year. So when it comes to Jacobs, when it comes to Taylor, I just feel like in these early first three rounds, there's other guys that I want that I want on my roster that I'm willing to take. And like Adam said, I'm going to be wrong about it. That's fine. Let somebody else deal with that headache. And I could not agree more. The running back value in rounds five through seven this year, whether it be guys like Javante Williams, you know, you see Brees Hall slipping since the Dalvin Cook signing. You know, even Najee Harris, I think, has dropped way too far in drafts. But like there's a whole group of guys like Cam Akers and Madison, too, where they're just like they're fine. They'll they'll get the job done. Give me the heavy wide receiver build. Give me those running back values with the upside. And I'll take that over the too many question marks surrounding both of those RBs. Ronis, do you agree on the, the, are you in the same boat with Jacobs? I mean, Jacobs coming back and inning the holdout, I think kind of creates a different question, but as Joe said, you know, the workload usage, I think it was 390 plus touches for Josh Jacobs. It's like, there's like wild numbers and how he's going to be able to repeat that. Do you feel the exact same way about Jacobs as you do Taylor? A little bit, but I, you know, I don't know how many of those backs were his age too. I think some of those backs that you mentioned were a little bit older. Um, so I think that's something to consider. I will say this. So, Every, every league is different. So I did a, a fantasy football world championship draft two weeks ago. And in that format, you start two running backs, three receivers, and two flex. I started my draft with four straight receivers picking from the two spot. I took Jacobs at 5-2. Like at that point, and you yeah, have an at overall. At that point, sure. Yeah. yeah, you have an overall contest too. So if he does come back, I'm getting a potential RB1 in round five. So I took the chance there. Now, that's not going to happen in most of your home league drafts. Uh, again, you got to take the context. It was a couple weeks ago. Maybe there was more concerns then, and people go wide receiver heavy, which we have seen in a lot of industry drafts. Um, interested to see if that translates to home league drafts. So for Jacobs, I I feel I think a little bit better about him compared to Jonathan Taylor, but so- I still am not. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.